Broadcasting live from our satellite studio in Metro Washington, D.C., it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back with another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Stone Payton here with you, our engineer Ryan McPherson. And in this segment, we are going to get a chance to visit with a lady from AARP. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Miss Anne Jacoby. How are you? I'm great, Stone. How are you? I am doing well. Delighted to have you. Been getting your mail for a while now. I oh. will tell the listening audience for how long. Uh, my wife is, we don't use the words like older at my house. My wife is uh, more mature than I am. So she started getting the letters, uh, a little, the mail before me. Uh, but that's not the department you're in. You're no, in. no, I'm not actually sending those letters. <laughs> okay. But you're connected to these folks. You're trying to help out those folks and you're serving uh, some of the same ecosystem and uh, you've learned a thing or two about mobile learning yes. uh, for AARP customers. So get us caught up. Maybe uh, start, just tell us a little bit about your role in the organization. Okay. So I'm interim vice president for AARP Tech and it's a relatively new program. Um, we actually started our pilot year last year. <clears throat> Pardon me. And we are rolling out technology, education, and knowledge for the 50 plus. Ah, so tech as in T-E-K. You I got thought. it. <laughs> okay, very nice. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, what we found is even though there are millions of people who are over 50 that are online, in fact, many boomers have been working um, in the technology industry, there are still millions of people who have not be become connected with technology. So we started by holding mobile device uh, technology training, hands-on training in a number of cities uh, last year, and we found that there was an overwhelming interest, an overwhelming need, and in fact, not just for those who are new to technology, but for those who want to get the most out of their mobile devices as well. What a, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, I got to know. So this is only like a, a year or so in, in the making. That's right. What were you doing leading up to this? So, oh, I was in IT. Actually, I've been in okay. IT for my entire career, yeah. in fact, in technology training. So it's um, I think my stars have aligned here because it's taken what I know professionally with personally what I believe in. My father had Parkinson's, and the only way that he could connect with his children who are across the country was through technology. So this is something that's near and dear to my heart, uh, but also from a professional standpoint, too. I've been uh, working with how do you make technology understandable and relevant to people who are using it. All right. So the focus, though, is on the customer. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, not, or at least it's not actually, solely. But, uh, um, it's either members, AARP members, okay. or non-members. So we have free workshops that are available to anyone. So, for example, there are many people who serve as tech support for their own family, whether it's an uncle or an aunt or mm -hmm. a grandparent. And uh, we're finding that when they find out about the workshops, they find it's a, a perhaps a good match for someone that they um, know and love and support. And sometimes when you're not related to a person, it's easier to convey uh, yeah, how to use that, technologies. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, um, so we are communicating this <clears throat> widely. Um, and whether it's something that uh, is in a local area or whether people are wanting to find more information about technology on different topics online, we'll be launching an online university this year, too. This has to be incredibly rewarding work, I I would think. Now, in doing this, have you put some thought into it? And maybe you're, you're already doing this, but in soliciting the help of some younger people in the community 
and giving them an opportunity to connect with these other generations and then maybe they even learn from each other. That's a really good point. So that intergenerational aspect is definitely something that we work on. We actually partner with another AARP organization called Mentor Up, and they specifically find opportunities for youth to connect with older Mm -hmm. people. And um, it's not all technology, but in the case where we're connecting with them, uh, we've developed a youth development program, which is also a tech guide certification program. And it's to enable younger people to understand how to communicate uh, potentially with older people. Sometimes that there are things they should not assume or things that they need to be aware of that may be an issue. Like I mentioned with Parkinson's, sometimes mobility is an Mm -hmm. issue that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Now, do you find yourself um, tasked with uh, sourcing subject matter experts? Is that part of the resp- and if, are, is that are you finding that easier or more difficult with this project than than others? Um, no, I'd say um, it's normal. So, for example, um, technology mm-hmm. experts and people that are in the technology industry very often will use them as subject matter experts to mm-hmm. help out and vet curriculum. Um, But also what we're trying to do this year specifically is to align the AARP tech program curriculum with some of the social mission priorities of AARP. So, for example, um, financial resilience is one of the social mission priorities, and we are building online safety and fraud prevention curriculum so that it ties hand in hand. And in that case, we have subject matter experts that are within our walls at AARP as well. So right there on the ranch. There you, don't you, have, you don't have to go outside for that. Exactly. So when it comes to, and I've asked this question I, probably in all the other interviews, uh, but I'm always interested to know, when it comes to either uh, developing the ideas for curricula or you've got 19 great ideas and, you know, we can only do two this year. <laughs> I, I tell us that a little bit about, happens. okay, I, walk us through that process. if you Speak to that a little bit about how you, how you guys have chosen to handle mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Sure. Well, And we've taken a lot of lessons learned. So in learning analysis, learner needs is really important to determine. And we've taken a lot of lessons learned from our work at the AARP Life at 50 Plus member events. So for example, um, when we did our proof of concept, uh, we launched that at the Atlanta member event where there were probably upwards of 14,000 people who were 50 plus. Uh And we had a large area called the Tech Pavilion where we had stage presentations on all aspects of technology from safety to social media um, to new innovative technology that's out there to wearable technology. And we had the hands-on workshops. And we had what we call the tech advisor place where people could come and just ask questions. So from that feedback and you know the, the busiest sessions, we found out what was most important and most relevant. And up on the list is safety. Uh, clearly, that's probably the number one request and, and um, priority. Interesting. I'm, and I'm sure that's as it should be, but i got to be honest, I hadn't even crossed my mind. Really? Is, when you say safety, are you talking about like uh, uh, privacy, security of information? That, as okay. well as if you're going to engage in social media, like Facebook, you have to be aware of your social presence. Mm-hmm. And there are things that you need to be aware of when it comes to not giving out your home address and not no, necessarily. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, we're all going to Cabo, so the house will be uh, empty for the next two weeks. And Bingo. oh, by the way, we live at this. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what you're saying makes perfect sense. I just got to tell you, it didn't occur to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially too, I mean, in the news are security breaches all over the place, and it's still safe yeah. to be online as long as you have um, some 
basic tenets of online safety and are aware of what some of the the fraud schemes are so that you can protect yourself. Now, do you feel like you're coming out of this experience with a um, with with a list of best practices that you can turn around and would be of value to anyone, even if they're training people how to make manufacture coffee cups? If some of the people we're training are you know 22 mm-hmm. and some are 55, maybe you've learned some things about delivering training to the 55 year old that you're finding. Like I'm. That. I'm learning every day. And so we came into this, um, our team understanding about adult learning and what really resonates with the adult learner. And I'm talking about adult being over 20 because I've worked in the corporate learning environment. Um, But truly, I've learned more about what it means, (sighs) the range of experience levels, um, not to make certain assumptions. If we have someone say that's 80 years old in a workshop, Um, It could be that they've never touched a computer before, and so you can't make some of those assumptions. So we are collecting those uh, learnings and using them as we continue to work on the program. So what else have you got going on? Are you trying to pile uh, additional initiatives on top of this, or is this really enough? Thank you very much, and we're just going to dive into this. Well, it's both. So this is enough. Thank you very much. (laughs) But we have additional initiatives and additional directives from the organization, too. Um, but what I'd like to say, so we started with hands-on mobile device training in um, a large environment where we have plenty of, of one-on-one help. We have an instructor and six tech guides. This for is a class. very focused thing. You're showing me how to how to work, my work with your smartphone or okay. your tablet, how to use a touchscreen device, and how to connect to the internet. And so, in that environment, in our traditional workshops, we hold up to uh, 48 participants. But uh-huh. we still have, they're broken up into small tables, so they still get the one-on-one experience. Nice. We provide the um, the device so that they can get the hands-on experience. We provide it for the workshop, that is. <laughs> um, and then what we're doing this year is we're piloting different methods of delivery. So we need to make sure this is a scalable <clears throat> program. So we're going to do bring-your-own-device workshops um, that we're focusing on in the Android smartphone, um, any Android smartphone. Um, we are also piloting meetups. So from the member events, we found so many people wanted to come to these technology presentations on a lot of different topics that we thought, well, let's hold some more intimate gatherings. We'll publish a topic, like if you're interested on Twitter, uh, come and attend this 45-minute session. And so we're piloting different methods of delivery, um, but also we were fortunate enough to um, to be given some sponsorship funding, which is uh, tripled our work, um, but doubled our funding, <laughs> which course, is a beautiful right, thing. Right. Um, and so we'll be launching not only in eight cities, which we'd planned on, but over 22 cities this year. Wow. And one of the most important things that I think is important, since we can't be in every city, um, but online learning is available to anyone, and we want to make sure they're, they're aware of it, is we're launching an online university, and we're going to be piloting that at our member event and getting user feedback. Um, does it resonate? Is it easy to work with? Um, can they read the text on the screen? Because for some people, vision is an issue um, oh, or low yeah. vision is an issue. Right. Um, and so I'm very excited about that. We'll be holding webinars throughout the year just to connect to more people, even if it's not a physical in-person presence. Well, I suppose that is one of the, one distinct advantage or nice thing about uh, material that's delivered in those kinds of media is you can you can collect a great deal of feedback very quickly and organize it very easily compared to maybe some of the older methods, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Online is a way to collect the information because then you can just do what you need with it. 
But something else I'd like to tell you about, too, is we've translated curriculum also into Spanish. And so we are holding, we're working with our multicultural organization within the um, within AARP. And so we're holding workshops in Spanish, but we're also holding them in English with Spanish translators. And another area that we're focused on is we have translated some of the curriculum to Mandarin, where we hold the workshops with um Asian translators at the at the workstations. So that's very interesting work that we're paying attention to this year as well. I, I, I'm blown away. At which, I will say this, uh, at Business Radio X, who has partnered here with uh, Training Pros, we had our very first Spanish language broadcast maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Uh, I produced it. I was the engineer. I just, you know, pressed one button for broadcast and another one for record. And, but it seemed like it went really well. And I can tell you uh, that the people that were there doing they they were very appreciative of the opportunity to to broadcast and record in another language. And we got a great deal of feedback um, from the Hispanic community. Oh, good. You know, that was like one forty-five minute check. So I could I can only imagine the positive impact that has when when you guys take the you know, invest the time and energy. Uh, to, to deliver something in another language. Yeah, it's exciting. I will say we did have a write-up in um, an Asian uh, newspaper, which I couldn't read, but it looked good, too, and the pictures looked good. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I'd like to circle back to this this uh, idea of innovation for a moment, if, mm-hmm. you, if you would. It's a, it's a problem that I I suspect is occurs in more than, than just a few organizations in that you got a lot of bright, passionate folks. You come up with a lot of ideas, and you can only in, uh, implement a few, uh, and you know some maybe are not commercially viable or whatever. But you can. There's probably a lot that are commercially viable. Mm-hmm. I, what, tell me about the disposition. What have you learned, if anything? How do you handle the really good idea um, that you were just would, Stone? I'm sorry, it was a great idea. We're not going to implement it right now, but you don't want to shut Stone down for the future. So you got to manage that, and you might want to like put that that idea. In, in storage or something in a queue until you can get to it yeah is have you learned anything along oh, those gosh. lines well i have a ton of things in my queue uh, that we haven't yeah. gotten to yet <laughs> um you know and it's always a matter of do you have the resources do you have the people and do you have the budget to implement anything and so what we try to do because we get a lot of feedback from our state offices also that our constituents, the people that we serve, are interested in X topic. Yeah. So we do have a queue. Um, <laughs> and what we try to do is is prioritize and reprioritize. So we look at AARP's mission priorities and see how do, um, how do these ideas align with those priorities. And typically those will go to the top so that when we have a moment to spare, we can focus on that. Well, and you've clearly found a way, and maybe it just speaks to the culture, uh, of AARP or and or your specific area, where w- if my idea doesn't get uh, taken beyond a certain point, I'm okay with that. I'm cool with that. That's the way things work around here, and it doesn't shut me down. So you've you've cracked the code on that too. It sounds well. Like. I don't know that we've cracked the code, but but I'll give you an example where I went through that myself. So last we we're a very small team. The AARP tech team started with five members, and. Um, because our fearless leader retired, we're down to four, and um, and we're still producing what we're producing. Um, but last year, when we had minimal budget, I my background is with technology training and e-learning, and I knew that we wanted to be able to get to more people, because we had people coming from cities or calling from cities where 
there was no way we would be able to afford holding workshops because it was remote or rural. Right. So I kept that one in my queue, and I just kept working on it a little bit, like putting together <laughs> right. business requirements and technical requirements. And as um, our funding came to fruition, we had sponsors step up to uh, support us. Now we can afford to roll that out this year. Well, you've got an awful lot going on. Yeah, it's exciting <laughs> time. So you should... Um, we are in many cities. You can find the cities yeah. on AARP Tech. That's T E K dot org. And um, if you're in any one of those cities, you're more than welcome to join a workshop. Fantastic. And you don't have to be 50 plus to join it. Right. Even though I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But no, that's good. Okay. So let's let's uh, let's do let's leave them some coordinates. And if there's a particular uh, way for someone to reach out to you, like a LinkedIn or an email or a phone, if it's appropriate, fine. And let's make certainly make sure that our listeners know where to go. So if you'll share that website again. Sure. That's AARP Tech. That's T E K dot org. And on that, you can find a link to a lot of our um, training materials. You can also find every city where we're located currently, and it changes daily. So it will be up to 22 cities this year, so keep checking back. And this site, incidentally, will be where you'll go to the online university when we launch it later this year. Man, you really do have so much going on. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, if, if they want to talk with you or someone on your team, should they like reach out to a LinkedIn or just or go to that website? Or um, we also have Facebook, so we set up an AARP Tech Facebook page, okay. right. so you can oh, follow us there and post on there. And there's contact information there. Terrific. As well. well, and Jacoby with AARP, I, this has been an absolute delight. This has been a fantastic conversation. And now I re I recognize I came into it not knowing a lot, but I got to tell you, I learned a lot. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope point. you do it again. And, and I'd love to circle back around uh, the next time we come through and do this. I think we're going to do this on, on kind of a regular rhythm. Terrific. And I'd like to get caught up on some of these projects. Uh, and maybe you can kind of give us like the, you know, what do you, what do you call it? The, the mid game report. There right? you go. And I'll maybe be happy even, to do that. Yeah. Maybe bring somebody from your team or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, happy thank to you that. so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. We will be back in a few from Training Pros DC. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.